Vasyl Lomachenko was trying to say that he won the fight. And there's quite a few of his fans who are also trying to say that Lomachenko won the fight. Now, I agree that the 119-109 scorecard was way too wide. But to try and make the case that Lomachenko actually won? Come on, guys. Not even Elastic could stretch that far. Lomachenko did not win this fight. He was beaten, and in my view, the 116-112 scorecard was probably the most accurate. The 117-111, I mean, maybe. 119-109, okay, that's a, a bit much. But nobody was talking about the fact that the scorecards for Lomachenko's previous fight against Luke Campbell were far too wide. Because this was not a 119-108 fight. No way. No way. I watched that fight at the time and I saw Luke Campbell winning plenty of rounds in there. He lost the fight. Don't get it twisted, Luke Campbell. He definitely lost the fight. But I said in, in the immediate aftermath of that fight, and I've been saying it for months since, that this fight was way closer than the judges had it. I've got no idea how they can give scores like 118, 109, 119, 108. That's ridiculous. But as I say, these people who are complaining about the wide scorecards for uh, Lopez, they weren't complaining when there was wide scorecards for Lomachenko Campbell. And by the way, I've seen some people say, oh, Lomachenko must have been injured or he was distracted or, you know, they're coming up with all this stuff. I don't buy any of that. Lomachenko didn't look particularly impressive against Luke Campbell. Go watch the fight back. You cannot tell me that Lomachenko looked particularly impressive in that fight. Late on, just as he did against Teofimo Lopez, he came on strong. But through the first half of that Campbell fight, he wasn't looking good. And Campbell was doing some good boxing and giving Lomachenko plenty to worry about. And it's like I said in my post-fight video. There comes a point when you keep moving up in weight where you reach your ceiling, where your skills are not enough to make up for the size and the punching power that you're going to concede to your opponents. And that's what we saw in there. Lomachenko was afraid to throw punches in the first half of the fight, probably the first eight rounds. He was afraid to throw punches because he felt some of the shots from uh, Lopez. And Lopez was very sharp in the early rounds. So he was intimidated. That's what happened. It's, it's actually quite simple. He was intimidated. He didn't want to throw anything. I remember when Nonito Donaire fought Guillermo Rigondo. And Rigondo hit Donaire with some heavy shots very early on in the fight. And he did the same thing to Donaire. Donaire was intimidated. He didn't want to throw anything until very, very late on when some of the steam had gone out of Rigondo's punches. That's when he decided he was going to go for it. And the same with Vasyl Lomachenko. He sensed that Lopez was starting to tire a little bit after seven, eight rounds. And that's when he started getting a little bit more ambitious. That's when he started taking risks because he felt like Lopez's punches weren't going to be quite as hard. And also that Lopez wasn't going to be quite as sharp because he was tiring. So he thought, okay, now's the time to actually take risks. I've seen people say, oh, they should have a rematch. Lomachenko just needs to start earlier. It's not as simple as that. There's a reason why he didn't start early. Because he felt the power and he didn't want to take that power. He felt like he couldn't take the power if he got caught by Lopez uh, when he was still fresh early in the fight. I don't see how people are trying to, you know, skirt around this issue. 
That's the reality of the situation. He didn't decide to start late in the fight for no reason, just because he was messing around. No, it's because he was intimidated by the punching power and, and the strength of Lopez. So that's all it is. I don't see any, oh, Lomachenko got hold overnight or he was injured or he was distracted. No, I think this is just people who don't understand the realities of boxing. Yeah, you might have had a certain perception in your mind of how the fight was going to go down. And because the perception in your mind didn't turn out to sync with reality, now you're clutching at straws and thinking about all kinds of different theories. What, what happened there? Well, what happened is that, again, a bigger guy, a much younger guy who had enough boxing skills and enough sharpness in the early rounds to deliver his power effectively and keep Lomachenko on the outside, he did that, and that was enough. So, it is what it is. Again, go back and look at the Luke Campbell fight. The writing, I don't want to say the writing was on the wall, but you could see that Lomachenko was going to have issues with lightweights from that Luke Campbell fight, if you were paying attention. He's fighting a tall guy, and Luke Campbell's like 5'10", bigger than the guys Lomas used to fight in. And he had issues there. He didn't look as spectacular in a Luke Campbell fight as we'd seen him at the lower weights. So moving forward, there was only ever going to be more of that. <laughs> you know, more issues against these bigger guys. So let me know what you guys think in the comment section below. I know there are going to be, no, how many? He did win it and it was this. And it, look, I'm somebody who likes Vasyl Lomachenko. I've always liked Lomachenko. I've got two pairs of rival Vasyl Lomachenko uh, Guerrero sparring gloves. They cost like 260 pounds each, a pair. I got two of them, <laughs> right? Two pairs of them. So I like Lomachenko, but I'm just being real. He didn't win that fight. There isn't any need for a rematch or anything like that. He got beat fair and square. And as I say, he's not a guy who has traded on his toughness. So same way with Rigando when he fought Lomachenko. Rigando quit in the fight because Rigando's never been in a position, he's never been a, the kind of fighter who has to battle through real tough adversity. He's never been that kind of guy. He's the kind of guy who has always won on skill. So with a skill guy, you never know how big his heart is a lot of the time if his skill level is a lot higher than his opponent's. Now, Vasyl Lomachenko's got a heart, clearly, but he wasn't willing to sell out early on in the fight and risk getting knocked out because that's what we're talking about. Vasyl Lomachenko could have got himself knocked out if he'd attacked Lopez early in the fight the way he did late in the fight. He could have got himself knocked out and he didn't want to take that risk because he's not that kind of fighter. Yeah, He's not a Brandon Rios who's just going to march forward no matter what and take 10 to land one. That's not Lomachenko. It reminds me almost of the uh, Mikey Garcia fight where people were saying, how come Garcia didn't walk uh, Errol Spence down and do this, that, and the other? Mikey Garcia's never been a fighter who fights with his face. So you can't expect him when he's going up against Errol Spence and he's getting outboxed and hurt at long range to all of a sudden become a fighter who's going to fight with his face. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. If he decided to go that route, you would have you know, cheered him on and been impressed by his bravery and whatever. But there's nothing in Mikey Garcia's prior career that 
would have showed you that, yeah, he's the kind of guy who's willing to take 10 shots to land one. Mikey Garcia has always been a skillful fighter. Even as a pressure fighter, he's skillful. Doesn't like to waste shots. Doesn't like to take too many. So you can't expect a Margarito-type performance out of a Mikey Garcia when he's up against it. Same way you can't expect, or you shouldn't expect, a Margarito-type performance out of Lomachenko when he's up against it and somebody's outboxing him on the outside, intimidating him with their punching power and, and sharpness. So, yeah, let me know what you guys think in the comments below. I'm out. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO, free impartial advice on all your debt. Andrew McCart, IFL TV, in association with MTK Global. Once again, delighted, as always, to be joined by the main man himself, Lee Eaton. Lee, good four fight card. Or maybe Lee Eaton. Maybe Lee Eaton. Hey, tell everybody, <laughs> tell everybody you found out tonight. Fuck's sake. Lee Eaton has a parody account. Been followed by a parody account. Um, maybe no, Lee Eaton. Funny. To be brilliant. fair, it's funny. Yeah, it's what it is, isn't it? Hey, that's when you know you've made it in life. Oh, you get a parody I'm, account. I really ain't made it. I'm just enjoying life. Good stuff. That's the main thing, Lee. Four fight card tonight, and yeah. it was a very, very entertaining four fight card. Every yeah. fight was good. Yeah, no, it was a shame. Obviously, it was a four fight card. Obviously, losing a couple of fights through a COVID test and obviously um, medicals in, um, and stuff like that. But it is what it is. Uh, four fight card. Paul McCullough, absolute brutal. You could hear his punches spinning from here to be in Essex. Unbelievable um, performance on his debut. Uh, third round stoppage. Paul Butler versus Ryan Walker, entertaining fight, good um, good eight rounds for Paul Butler. Um, he's ready now, he, he's number three in the IBF, so he'll be called for a final eliminator for Inoue. Um, obviously the mandatory position, so um, it's a good, a good opportunity coming up for Paul Butler. Um, Jay Harris versus Marcel Braithwaite. A great fight, unbelievable fight. How Jay Harris stood up from that fourth round um, left hook. Rock, would have rocked anyone, mate. Absolutely brilliant um, chin and great recovery. Um, good fight, I thought it was a bit closer than the scorecard said. Um, but Jay Harris, three or four rounds. Um, Marcel Braithwaite done himself proud there. Obviously no one likes to lose, but listen, he'll get another opportunity. Um, he's a new smiling MTK, so Obviously, he's going to get opportunities down the line. So, but he's done himself proud there. He's fought two of the best uh, flyweights in the country, uh, possibly Europe, mm -hmm. near world, on the, the world, maybe. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So, very. He's shown his level. Obviously, I know he's lost, but listen, he'll come. He'll come again, and he will win titles. Um, Michael. Mc he's right there. You better say some good things Michael about him. You've got to better say good things. The problem. The problem. Um, didn't lose a round, in my opinion. Uh, Mark Lyson, 97, 93 or something like that. Terrible card. Mm. Um, I didn't, he didn't lose a round. Uh, three knockdowns. People say he can't punch, but three knockdowns against a, a good fighter in Martin Harkin, undefeated fighter. It's another O been taken. Um, Michael McKinson is ready to fight anybody now. Absolutely. Tell Eddie Hearn to call you. Listen, Eddie, if, if Congo wants to keep calling him out, 
Give us a shout. <laughs> but no, listen, no, no, this is, I wouldn't start calling fires out and stuff like that, but listen, he's ready to fight. Oh, just tell Eddie. Yeah, but listen, you, you would do. You want to get your little <laughs> fishing rod out. But listen, no, um, he's ready to fight anybody in that top 10 in the WBO. He's number, number nine or number eight at the minute. So obviously the next up ratings, we'll be looking to push him up and we'll be looking for someone in that top 10 to fight. And he's got to prove his level. Um, and he's shown at the minute that he's a level above everyone he's fought. He's fought a number of unbeaten kids. Um, he's fought the WBO number six last time out. And now he's obviously fought 13 you know, Martin Harkin, everybody said Martin Harkin was gonna knock him out. Um, but he won every round and, and knocked him down three times. So uh, a great performance. Um, and he's gonna go on to big things. It's called the problem. Do you think he needs to change his nickname to, the, to something else? Because he is a problem. Nobody will want to fight him because he, his style. He's it's just it's, it's not a, a great style to fight, is it? So, but it it's, works for him. He's 19 and 0. Um, so anybody wants to offer us a fight or anybody wants to actually fight him in the rankings. Let's go. Let's give it go. Let's go. Uh, back out November 11th. November the 11th, we're, um, we've got a, obviously a massive card. Lee McGregor versus Kareem Griefe, an unbelievable fight. Sultan Zerbek versus Jeffrey Afori. Kalakmet versus McCauley McGowan. Um, so loads coming up in the Golden Contract Finals. So looking forward to getting back up to Wakefield. Um, well, you're looking forward to you're, you're on your way home tonight. Gonna shoot home, home now. Time, get, home to my little, get home to my little boy. He wants me to take him to school tomorrow, so that's that's my plan. There you go. I won't keep much longer than Lee. Thanks for this wonderful TV. Up, man, mate. Good spending the week with you again, my friend. And uh, great to see you, mate. You too, brother. Safe Stick drive, safe journey. Take care. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO, free impartial advice on all your debt. We have um, Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. who are apparently fighting in November. Mm. <laughs> you don't seem to uh well listen please. it's good for both of them are training they're keeping themselves healthy keeping themselves in shape and i think that if it actually is an exhibition plays out like an exhibition no problem you know if it becomes a bit of a intense real fight at that age um it's something i certainly wouldn't want to see you know both great guys um Fantastic careers, so I wouldn't want to see that. I definitely, I really wouldn't want to see that. But if it's a case of getting in there, and if anybody criticised them too for getting in there and having a nice little move around with each other, you're a complete dickhead. Um, you know, they've got themselves in shape, training, healthy, good state of mind. That's brilliant to see. Mm -hmm. So the fact that they're getting in there and have a little friendly move around with each other in a sense works. If it's a friendly move around, I would love to see that. You know, yeah. that's that's brilliant. Mm -hmm. Well, you know it's sparked the interest now. Oscar De La Hoya is saying, I want to get in the ring with, you know, top-level opponents. you got Evander Holyfield, who's now saying that he wants to make a return. It's sort of, you know, become a thing right now. Now, I don't know if it's really actually going to happen, but, I mean... 
But that leaves the door open for it to become more than just an exhibition, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Because then the competition increases. When the competition increases, guess what? The intensity increases. Mm -hmm. So, Listen, it will be difficult for even more times of Mike Tyson to get in there and not go, I need to come out here the man. Because that's what <laughs> they've done their whole life. Ego! That's what they've done their whole life. They're yeah. fighters. So, but, as I say, I'm fine with it if they get in there and have an exhibition. It's a nice move around. It'll be like brilliant. I'm, I'm pleased to see that they're both in good states of mind, good healthy bodies, um, and enjoying themselves. And I don't know if it's for charity or, or whatever, but hopefully everybody does well out of it. Brilliant to see. If it becomes a, a real intense, you know, fight, I don't want to see that. I think the issue that even I have with it is or concern not issue the mm. concern is like you were saying that this is going to sort of become a thing like it's gonna it's gonna inspire other people to do it and it's a dangerous mm. a very dangerous decision well like i said if everybody starts doing it the competition increases the competition yeah. increases the intensity increases. But what do you think of oscar saying that he wants to fight That's like ridiculous a... how can he how can he got well i don't no i'm not going to say that because he comes across disrespectful but you know, his time's been and gone. Like I said, an exhibition is an exhibition. Mm -hmm. wants, uh, I think he's done a couple of them before, but if he wants to do that, no problem, but there's a big real difference between having a move around and, a, and an exhibition. Yeah, and, I agree. I don't know. Like I said, I just hope that it's a sensible move around exhibition. Enjoy it, and there's not real intent yeah. behind it. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll see. Hey, Fight Fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps. If you haven't already subscribed to our YouTube channel, make sure you do so by clicking this icon right here, or else. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO, free, impartial advice on all your debt. Andrew McCart, IFL TV, in association with NTK Global. Well, Jay, just had an interview with Marcel and I told him how much I enjoyed that fight. I mean, did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was alright, wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a good, tough tough fight. <coughs> nice, nice one to get back into a proper competitive fight. Um, obviously, I'm not 100% happy with the performance. Um, did a lot of things wrong, if I'm honest. Coming up with my hands down, coming up too high. Got caught with silly shots, as you've seen, I've in left duck. Good shot that was. Mm -hmm. um, but overall, I'm just glad, glad I'm back out after eight months. Um, glad I got the win, and we just pushed forward. Thing is, well, I, again, I, I said to you in there when you were getting the stitches, I said to you that you went from fighting Martinez, who was doing his thing, we seen what he was doing to fighters and stuff like that. You went in there, gave him a good 12 hard rounds, fought for your first world title out in Texas, and now you've had to come to no disrespect to Wakefield and Production Park Studios, but no fans, sort of different environment and stuff like that. Do you think that was that played a part in your performance, the high of Texas to like now, um, sort of the, like this stage? I don't know what it was. Um, I felt a bit flat in the ring, but no excuses. Marcel, he came, he bring, brung it, didn't he? Um, so it was no excuses. It was a good fight, a good entertaining fight. Good one to get back into. Good one to get back out after eight months. It was a great fight. Talked about that left hook, and I showed you the, the clip that I had on my phone when it was clipped to me. The left hook, I mean, you ate it well. 
Yeah, I didn't think, well, obviously it hurt. Uh, I felt it, it buzzed me. But when you showed me the video, I didn't think it was that nothing. But that's a good, that's a great shot. Um, I think more, it would have put a lot of people down, I think. Um, but fair dues, I'm lucky I got a pretty good chin. What goes through your mind when you get hit like that? In a fight um, like obviously it buzzed my head. Um, I just thought, keep composure and just get it on the back foot. Just try, try and not show that I'm, I'm hurt, obviously, when I'm on the back foot. But um, yeah, I kept my composure and I recovered pretty well, I thought. Again, that was a telling shot in the fourth round. But you hit him with a body shot in the eighth, I think it was. Yeah. That took the air out of him. Yeah, he even said that himself. I caught him with a couple of good body shots, but I don't know what it was. Normally, I'd have the energy to just like jump on him and, and put it away, but I just just didn't have it. for some reason it didn't, it didn't go that way. Can you pinpoint that? Why you? Nah, I don't. Getting? I don't know. I just felt. I don't know. I just it was just one of them. One of them days, maybe. Do you know? If you, mm. pe people get them. Um, just normally, I would. It just didn't happen. I felt it as well. I felt <clears throat> obviously you could feel someone when they, they just mm. score, but I just didn't capitalize on it. So, what's next for you then, Jay? I mean, um, from fighting for a world title, surely you want to get your hands on that world title again? Yeah, I want to get back in the mix. Um, obviously, I'll have to perform better than that. I know you enjoyed the oh, I loved it. and the fight and stuff like that. There's four fights now, I think you've seen us there. The, I love the, every single one of them. I'm a fan. I, I, the way you fight, I said, I said to you when you came out the ring, I said, you're a spiteful little bastard. And I, and I mean that sincerely. Yeah, yeah. When, uh, it's just my Scottish twang, you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't mean to call you a bastard, but you're a spiteful little bastard. And I like that about you. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. The Moreno fight, the Paddy Barnes fight, uh, the Martinez fight, and now this fight. I mean, you're never in a dull fight. No, it's good for the fans. It's all good to... Uh, Value for money, I think. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know, whatever MTK, Leighton and Gary and I, they will go back to the drawing board to see, see what they say and uh, we'll just go from there, I think. I think uh, Martinez is meant to be fighting next month, isn't he? November I don't know what happened there. No, end of, end of October, I guess. Yeah, but. Um, He's got no opponent. Maximino Flores, uh, COVID, isn't it? Yeah. But, um, obviously, I can You got your passport? Yeah, I got my passport. <laughs> <laughs> We've ready to call now, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but Eddie, let's speak to Eddie, he's here. Yeah. <laughs> you just had just two stitches in your eye there, so um, that might hinder your, your chances to go to Mexico to face Martinez, but I mean, is, would you would you revisit that fight? Is that because, yeah. again, I'm going to be selfish as a fan and say that I love that fight as well, even though you lost and your face was worse for wear again, but for me, watching it, again, it's, it's, you're, in, you're never in a dull fight, you. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah, but that's, uh, that's the main objective, I'd love a rematch, I know it sounds stupid, like, but I would. Mm -hmm. I would love it. Yeah, it's, uh, he's probably one of the, the most well, the dangerous one in the flyweight division. But yeah, I, I think I poked a lot of holes in him. I think, and mm -hmm. I'd, I'd love the rematch. I would. Again, a flyweight that is domestic because we don't know what's going to happen in the near future. Well, what's going on with this current situation? You might have to face another domestic fight, and it might have to be Sonny Edwards. Who knows? You know what I mean? But again. Selfishly speaking, as a fan, it's a fight I would like to see. Yeah. Would you entertain that fight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, I'd have to perform a lot better than that. Mm. Obviously, Sonny's a very quality operator. He's good on the back foot and he's he's got good good movement. So I'd have to change my whole game plan and and work a, work a lot better. Um, yeah, but that is a that is a, it's probably the best flyweight fight, domestic flyweight fight at the minute. Is me and Sonny, I think. Mm. I think we're the two best best ones in the flyweight division at the minute. I totally agree, totally agree. Final words for the final Ah, uh, Yeah, I just want to thank all the boys back home. Um, my girlfriend, my two daughters are back home watching it. Um, 
this is going to be uh, this is going to be an exciting year, I think. And um, I just want to thank all my sponsors as well: A and R Specialist, Limitless, Sea Lift, uh, M and Body Coach, Four Twenty CBD, Bomb Kings. Uh, I want to thank MTK as well for putting me out in. Um, but yeah, I thank everybody back home, um, especially my missus who's been doing a bloody fabulous job with my daughter now, doing all the night feeds and stuff like that. But it's my turn now when I get back. Uh -huh. <laughs> so I got the I got the night shift now. But yeah, um, yeah, I just want to thank everybody for tuning in and what a great fight. Definitely. I'm going to say stop wearing white shorts, Jay. Yeah, I know. You're full of blood, man. <laughs> that's, that's two shorts covered in blood now. Yeah, I know. Full of blood again. I can't, I can't just go step, stop getting cut, I think. That's it. Well, that's, that's, you can't get the, that old saying, you can't get the shower and not get wet. So. Yeah, I know. It's all right. The, the, well, I won't keep you much longer, Jay. Yeah. Thanks so much for it's doing Cyclone right, TV and uh, thanks for putting on a great show. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, mate. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt. Andrew McCart, IFL TV in association with MTK Global. I'm here with the victorious Paul Butler. Good solid eight rounds here against Ryan Walker. I mean, yeah. I said to a couple of guys I was sitting next to there that this is a great little fight to watch. I mean, it was it was enjoyable. The referee didn't get involved once. I mean, you've been out the ring for a good wee while now. Did you yeah. enjoy it in there? Ten months, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, a few times I took a, a, a few liberties where I was just walking through his jabs. I, I should have been slipping. I was, I was slipping quite a lot, to be honest, and getting in with the left uppercut, the right hand over the top. A few times I was just trying to walk him down. Um, I was struggling to get the left hook home. Um, because he was very this side on, do you know what I mean? Um, it was tough, so I was trying to get a bit closer by throwing the right hook around the side, then bringing the left hook in, but he, he was neglecting that quite well. The thing is, he's, even though he has a bantam, he's got a small frame. Was it hard? Yeah. I know you were trying to get to the body as often yeah, as you can. he's very compact. That's what I'm saying. Was it difficult to try and get that shot underneath yeah, the ribs? Yeah, and uh, do you know what? Just looking at pictures and, uh, and seeing him just this fight week, um, his arms were very long, um, so I knew his jab was going to be longer than then I'd, no, I'd normally be out of range and that was that was the case quite a few times today I thought I'd be out of range um, and a few times he was actually in range and he'd knocked me head back so I had to switch back on instead of taking liberties and, and, and start moving the head again. Talking about the body shots, it was the fifth round that I think that you hit him with a left hook to the body yeah. and it seemed like he went back and he dipped his his, uh, his knees a wee bit, did you feel that shot go in there yeah, on the fifth I said, round? I, I, I said to him ooh, I, I thought he was going to go off that but then he, he covered up and, and, and took the punt. The, the punishment quite well after that. Um, he, he, he covered up pretty well and he, he rode the round, round up pretty well, to be honest. That's probably the only left hook I landed to the body all fight. Um, there was one that was pretty low. I thought it was waistband, to be honest, but the ref called it low. But other than that, yeah, that was probably the only left hook that I landed to the body. Landed quite a few to the head from the slip inside his jab, boom, left hook round the side. But you, you were showing people, I think, without watching IFL TV anyway, that 
you've still got it because you were switching to self position. Your your your, your one two was quite. It was very neat. It was straight down mm. the pipe. Your left hook to the body was there. Your self post stance. Yeah. Right in there. Just now, yeah, your self post stance. You were switching quite a yeah. bit as well to get the shots off. I mean, you were still showcasing that you, you ain't gone anywhere. You're still there. No, you're still yeah, there in the division. There. We've, we've never been. We've never gone anywhere. Yeah. Um, Covid stopped us for the for the time being, but no, we're, we're back. Um, and, and touching on the southpaw thing, I, do you know what I wish? My dad's fault that. My dad's standing over there, it's my dad's fault. He took me in the gym, and I'm a left-hander, and he said that I, I want him this way. I, I wish I could go back, and I wish I could be. If Joe had this way, he'd turn me southpaw tomorrow. But uh, I'm 31, so we'll, we'll stick with switching in between fights. Well, you're 31. We spoke before the fight. What's next for you? I mean, that world title? I won a world title, yeah. Well, we're obviously going to see what happens with, with Inoue. Um, he boxed at the end of the month. We don't know whether he's vacating or, or what. Um, that should push me up into number two. Um, and, and we'll see where we go. It's, it's down to MTK and, and that's why we signed him. You said yourself, I believe in my interview, pay me the right money, send me to Japan and I'll fight anyway. Fucking Is that right. the case? I'm fighting man, I'll fight anyone. That's what I'm here to do. We're here to fight, aren't we? We're not here to, to duck anyone, we're here to fight. Over there, Dr. Ryan paid you a little compliment in there. He said that he used to watch you on Box Nation and stuff yeah. like that when he was growing up as a kid. I mean, how does that make you feel? Oh, Old or? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of both. Um, no, yeah, do you know what? It feels like I've been around for, for ages, especially on the pro scene. Um, like, I've been boxing now for 21 years. I've been in the gym. Uh, this is probably the longest that I've been out, out in the ring. Um, and I didn't really feel any ring rust, and, I, and I've said in many interviews, before this one, I don't, I don't believe in ring rust, I don't believe in, oh, I was shaking the cobwebs off, cobwebs off in there. You have a good camp, you have good sparring in, and that's what we do, we're, we're very professional, and you can you don't need to look at the gym, I'm in to, to see it's very professional, and, and we do everything right. Ryan, go and jump in just now, come alongside Paul here. Oh, I mean, well done, man. How good is this man then? He's good, I knew I knew from before I took the fight, he's much more experienced than me, he's going to be a tough fight anyway, and that's what I'm in the game for, I like the tough fights, 50-50 fights, but I come to win. And like I said, I used to watch Paul when I grew up, before I started boxing, back on TV. So, to be in the ring with him and share the ring with him, I'm grateful. I'm gutted I didn't get the results in that, but um, obviously I'm going to bounce back and learn from that. It's all experience. You said that as well, you said that after the Lee McGregor fight, that you've learned from that fight and you're not mm. going to be that fighter that came in. So you came in a better fighter against somebody like Paul, is that safe to say? I improved in a lot. Um, yeah, it's much better than my last performance, but it still weren't good enough to get the win. But um, I still got a lot of work to do because I ain't been boxing for too long. I'm, I've only been in the game for what less, what about three years now. So he's still so, learning on the job, and he? mm -hmm. he's learning as he's going. So <laughs> All right, he's picked up a couple of losses on the way, but look at the look at the caliber of the opponent. Look at your fighting, with, yeah. So and one final word on this guy. I mean, he's won that world title. Yeah, he's, I mean he's on to big things. He's a former world champion, and he's gonna probably get another world title shot. So it shows the level that he's at. So well, best of luck to him, and he's gonna go into big things. So. Yeah, I'll bounce back and he will go into big things, so it's all progress, man. Well, you know yourself, the, the both of you is that, with, with the current situation that we're in, that mm. keep that phone on, because you never know when that yeah. fight's going to come now. That's another thing, because I fought not long ago, about, what was it, six weeks ago, mm -hmm. and then I took a good two weeks off out of the gym, I blew up, I was eating loads of rubbish, and I didn't think I'll fight. How'd you do? I didn't think I'll fight until next year, when boxing back on again, and then lucky enough I got the call from Paul Butler, I said, yeah, straight away. I wasn't ready for it, but I said, yeah, straight away, and I got myself ready for it. Just back to, to your world title hopes and stuff like that. The, I mean, the WBC champion O'Belly, he's with the MTK. Yeah. You mentioned that, that you're like highly ranked with the IBF, but I mean, you, you wouldn't care which world title, champ, uh, no, title comes your way. Listen, whatever gets offered, and like I say, 
the money's got to be right as well. We're not here to, to take pennies. Uh, the money's got to be right. Obviously, all the circumstances have got to be right. And if the world title's on the line, then I'm more than happy to take it. Well, guys, I won't keep you much longer. I mean, thanks yeah, for putting on a great fight there. Like yeah. I said to, to Paul before you came in, it was a neat fight. Like The referee didn't involve one for holding or anything yeah. like that. You both stayed there and you, you landed your shots, you took some shots. I mean, that's what we're in the game for, both yeah. fighters and both come to win. Definitely. That's the fact that we need to see. We don't, exactly. we don't want the journeyman or nah. easy fights. This is what we do to progress to get to the top. Well said, Ryan. Paul, well done. Ryan, commiserations, but you'll be back, mate, Paul. Hopefully see you out soon. Thank Thanks you. so much, guys. Thanks, Thank you. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt. So Danny Flexen here for Seconds Out. Delighted to be joined by Jamie Cox. Um, finally, with a fight date to announce, or has already been announced, but yeah, you're, you're coming back against Jack Cullen. Just tell us about that and, and how long you've known, how it came together. Yeah, just uh, obviously my manager spoke to uh, uh, Eddie and uh, <clears throat> I was fine before the lockdown anyway, but then obviously that all happened. And they just asked, they put a few names while way and we just said, any one of them, and Jack Jack Cullen come in, come out that hat. So uh, he's a very good fighter. I'm looking forward to the challenge. It's uh, November the 14th, I believe. Yep. And uh, it's quite a, a stern test, it seems. For you've been out of the ring for like two years. Yeah. Coming off your previous form, the likes of George Groves, John Ryder, people you've been in the ring with, you'd be a heavy favourite. But does it level the playing field a little bit that he fought as recently as August? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's obviously been active. He's had a couple of fights with Felix Cash, Zach Chili, and um, you know he did very well in them, and uh, just got pipped to the post. But uh, yeah, maybe that levels up. But I've been sparring, I've been training, I've been training through till up to lockdown and through lockdown. So uh, yeah, just um, I'm looking forward to it, and I'm flat out now. So I'll go Poland next week, get some more sparring with the Polish champion. And uh, yeah, just just staying busy. Was that a amateur Polish guy or, or someone who's a pro now that you're sparring? Sorry, is who you're sparring uh, next week? Is that someone who's a Polish pro now or an amateur or who who are you sparring? No, uh, he's uh, Danny. Yeah, yeah, you're still there, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, he's um, he's uh, I, th I think he's undefeated as a pro. Uh, Camille, I can't remember his last name. I think he's light heavyweight or super middleweight. Uh, he's undefeated, so I'm going over there to spar him. Uh, I was over there just recently. I was sparring uh, Badenek, a 10, 15 and 0 uh, pro. I was sparring Master, Masterneck, who fought Tony Bellew. I've been sparring some good kids in the gym, uh, Cody Davies, people like that. So, you know, I'm trying to get the tall, rangy people in. Yeah, I was going to say, you're sparring people of heavier weights, which will, I'm sure will do you a lot of good when you get in there with um, someone your own size. Sorry, I can't hear you there, Danny. <laughs> I said, I'm sure it'll do you a lot of good sparring these heavier guys when you eventually get in there with someone your own size on the full team. Yeah, 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 for sure. Like, you know, it's all just getting used to that height because he's, uh, I think, six foot three. So, um, yeah, 
you know, just all good preparation. And you're working now out of St. Joe's, obviously, with um, Tony Borg and, and with uh, Lee Selby, of course, who I spoke to recently and had a lot of praise for you, said you brought a lot to the gym. Um, how has that changed things for you since, since you've been working there? Yeah, well, like, you know, all the boys in the gym are very, very fit and stuff. And Tony's uh, Tony's going to be back on my, like, moving more because before I just uh, always pressure. And, uh, you know, I've got, a brain, I've got a boxing brain. Well, I think I do. So uh, I'm just, uh, you know, just trying to zone into that again and uh, working alongside like consummate pros like Lee Salby, you know, he doesn't put a foot wrong. He's, he's a sparking out of the best fighter I've ever sparred or boxed or whatever. He's the best fighter in the world anyway, but can I, uh, Lee Salby is the best I've seen live, like how he lives his life, how he's a pro proper professional. And uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, great to see him. Hopefully it rubs off on me. How long ago was it now you sparred Canelo? Oh, that was... I think it was about five, six years ago. Five years ago, maybe. He's come on a fair bit, hasn't he? Did, did you oh, know yeah. how special he was going to be when you were in with him? Oh, yeah, he was... I, I was his main sparring partner for James Kirkland. So, um, yeah, he was he was special then, weren't he? You know, and... Uh, you know, he's... He's the best. He's the best. Of, he's the best I've shared the ring. Well, he is the best anyway. But he's the best I've shared the ring, ring it with. And uh, you make a mistake, he make you pay. We've talked before about how you've um, had your experiences up at super middle, but really you should have been at middle a little while ago. Yes, is is yeah. the Cullen fight going to be at middle or just over middle? No, super middleweight because I, because I went up to quite blow. I blew quite big, so it's a good. Uh, I just carry on training, get down to the 11-6, and uh, this one's at 12 stone. So, so but the the overall aim is still to get down to middle when it comes to championships. Yeah, I've I've lost like uh, I don't know something, 14, 14 and a half uh, kilo already. So, uh, you know, it's quite I've loomed out quite big, and uh, yeah, it's a good it's a good fight to have. I fought super middleweight already. Um, yeah, he's a tall guy. But he, he moved up from middleweight, so... Yeah, yeah, the fight with Chelly was obviously at super middle. Did, did you manage to watch that fight in fight camp? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was actually one, to be fair. Yeah, I think he thinks that as well, <laughs> funnily enough. Um, yeah, I, I think he won. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how they had that draw or whatever. What, what did you make of Cullen's performance, though? Although you didn't think he did enough to win, were there things in it that you were impressed with? Uh, yeah, he's got good fundamentals. He's got good. He's got good guard, straight punches. He's got not bad technique. Nothing, nothing too fancy, but he does everything well. So, and he's a tough man, fit. Yeah. But is that kind of then what sets you apart in this fight? Is that you have got that little bit extra? You've got more flair. You've got more movement, agility. Yeah, I think I've, that's where I, I think that's Danny where I've got to capitalize on just the things that. I possess that he doesn't have, you know. I'm, I think I move a lot quicker than him. I think I've got more variety of punches. And I think I've got a better brain with him when I use it, so. He's got that experience of fighting with no fans in attendance, of course, from fight camp. You haven't yeah. done that before, presumably. But just having been out of the ring for this long, I'm assuming you're just grateful to get back out regardless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no it's no different to me boxing it with... Uh, with loads of fans or no fans, it doesn't make no difference. It won't change the performance, you know. And um, 
yeah, I'm just I'm just looking forward to the fight now. There's a ring, me, Jack Cullen, and I'm looking forward to looking forward to the contest. And before I let you go, just tell people who maybe forgotten um, what what your style was like from you know the two years you've been out the ring. What can they expect when they see you against Jack Cullen on the 14th of November? <clears throat> I do, I just think I when I box right, good movement, all action, and I just throw punches with bad intentions and. Uh, you know, I think <clears throat> with a bit more smarts now with Tony Ball, with a bit more boxing, boxing uh, methodical, a bit more methodical maybe this time. Great stuff. Well, I look forward to seeing you back in action and um, hopefully Cheers, we can have another chat after the fight and, and for, for your benefit, hopefully you're celebrating a victory. Cheers, Danny. Just go to the gym now, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, have a good one. Take care, mate. Go on, mate. Bye-bye. Speak soon.